Hey y'all, so this week I'm hitting you with a double feature. Um, double penetration of your eardrums. Double dragons, double dragons. Does anybody remember double dragons? If you do, please share your experiences of playing double dragons. Fantastic video game, great one to play. I have to say it was probably one of my favorites on earlier console systems. But um, it's gonna be a little bit of a double feature this week. So. I get to talk with John, and we have the Anything Show, which you're about to hear and listen to and enjoy. And then also, me and Danny got back into contact again for our podcast, Yo, That's Gay. So you're going to get hit with a little tickle of the eardrums there, too. Um, I hope everybody's having a great week. Today has been a fantastic snowy day here. My car was completely engulfed in snow, and it was quite the journey to get it out without a shovel. It was, uh, I guess you could call it ice play, cold play. I don't know. There was something I was doing that kind of felt very intimate with my car, shoveling it out. But aside from that, great week. And if you haven't played the game Days Gone, play Days Gone. It's fantastic. I know it's old. I'm getting into it on like two years after I guess it came out, but it's a phenomenal game. Please play it. Check it out. If you love zombies, outbreak, pandemic, and survival games, it's not bad. It's got its little setbacks to it. It could be well improved, but I uh, guess I'm just finding out as well that there is not going to be a sequel to it. So unfortunately, it'll never come around again. But if you haven't had a chance to play it, I say check it out and enjoy the episode. I'll talk to you in, in two days. Bye. From Vermont to upstate New York, this is The Anything Show with John Francois, featuring Andrew Vanderton of the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast. Now... Here's that John guy. Yes, indeed. Sunday, January 16th, as we record this. John Francois here in Colchester, Vermont. My pal, Andrew Vanderton, joining me from Rochester, New York. Hello, Andrew. Hola. I love the show that we have today. Uh, my good friend, Alyssa Kobe-Nuss from my days doing radio in Iowa. She's going to be joining us later on, talking about everything from getting COVID and spreading it throughout her family to bougie hot chocolate. Uh, we have Elodie Young, who is the star of the new Fox drama, The Cleaning Lady, which I hear is getting a lot of great reviews. So great timing for that. For our celebrity gossip, Jeremy Renner is teaching girls how to do something that he really shouldn't be teaching. Mm-hmm. Headlines. Uh, we're going to talk about how your chips are tasting like stadium dirt. You can listen, follow, subscribe, rate, review The Anything Show with Jean-Francois on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on social at Facebook.com slash The Anything Show and at Anything Show Francois on Instagram and TikTok. We're also on YouTube. All right. uh, Support for The Anything Show with Jean-Francois coming from the sticky bra of all sticky bras, Andrew. It's Perkies. How much do we love Perkies? We love Perkies. They stick to our hearts. 
Yes, and they make us perky, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, per- perky's from our good friend Rosie, who we interviewed on last week's episode. Uh, she cr- had the sense, the good sense, to create the perfect sticky bra that does not get dirty easily, that does not lose their stick after a few wears, and uh, does not fall off when you least expect it. So... Really, Perky's is literally the only sticky bra on the market with replacement adhesives. It's clean, confident, and comfortable. Perky's is the future of sticky bras. And since the launch, Perky's has added reusable nipple covers, mm, Perky's panties, to its line. Uh, So whether you have a wedding, cocktail party, date night, you name it, your top will typically require a non-traditional bra. And this is why Perky's has you covered. Please go to the website, perkies.com. That is P-E-R-K-I-E-S.com. And I believe uh, with discount code FF15, you get 15% off. It should automatically go on the website, but... Uh, just in case, I believe it's F as in Frank, F as in Frank, 1-5 to get 15% off your first purchase at perkies.com. Andrew, my man, uh, shall we start the show off in style with some headlines? Let's do it. Yes, indeed. It's your headlines, y'all. All righty. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, like I said, uh, your chips, I guess they're tasting like dirt from an NFL stadium, Andrew. Uh, Lace potato chips. They've been secretly growing potatoes in dirt taken from those NFL stadiums, and they have made a limited edition line. I don't know if my dream is to have chips that taste like football cleats, but I think that Lace is trying to force me onto that dream. What do you think, Andrew? Tasty. It's delicious. The chips from Astros turn blood, sweat, shame. I'll eat them. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, It's so crazy. And, you know, uh, speaking of food that hopefully is not going to be covered in, you know, football stadium dirt, uh, we have wine and mac and cheese that's now being considered a pairing that we need to have. So, Andrew, you know how, like, wine and cheese is, like, a classic pairing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now um, a poll says that wine and mac and cheese is what you need to do. And I find it honestly weird because for me, mac and cheese is like American down home, casual sweatpants, comfort food. And wine is like that very elitist, like, oh, I'm a liberal in New York City and I'm drinking wine and I'm better than everybody. (laughs) I am here for this. Like, give me like a very good mac and cheese made from like a very expensive cheese with a very expensive wine yeah guys made this the fun type of thing like, yeah that's amazing yeah, absolutely i mean I, I you know it's 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 just uh, look mac and cheese and ginger ale is is where i stand on a mac and cheese a combination with a beverage andrew i mean I, not only do i not like wine but i think that if you're gonna have uh you know something with mac and cheese like something you know that goes great with the saltiness and the cheesiness you got to have something maybe as equally as salty something like ginger ale see i would try like a brie mac and cheese with a Chardonnay. That would probably be delicious. Mm, yes, you know that. Uh, you know what's not <laughs> You know what's not delicious though? The fact that uh, people are just spreading glitter around the room and they really don't um, have any idea what the consequences are. So uh, Andrew, I heard about this uh, story of the two female roommates in their 20s that 
Uh, they stormed into a man's house early Monday morning, and they did, and they just threw a bunch of glitter at him. Now we don't know why the girls did this. I like to think that the man did something as heinous as like killing the the the, the girls' dog or making them fail their SATs. Because you know when you g- get a glitter attack going, it's pretty serious. It is glitter is not meant for attack. It's meant for defense. So they disrespect the glitter, but. It's like the herpes of arts and crafts. You're actively <laughs> destroying someone's life. Glitter never leaves you. There's always some of it left behind. So every time, uh, because of you, Andrew, every time that I look at someone with herpes, I'm going to think that there's just glitter coming out of their, you know what? Yeah, there's just a person with glitter coming out of whatever place it happens to be at. And, and how about a perfect pro and con balance? The con is you have herpes. The pro is, hey, there's hip, there, there's herpes. No, there, there's there's glitter coming out of your genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> it's festive. Yeah. It's called an explosion of love. Oh, my goodness. You know what's also festive? Looking at dead bodies and being hungry because of them. Medical students, Andrew, in our next headline, they like to work on cadavers. Obviously, it's their job. And apparently when they work on cadavers, it makes them hungry, not because of like being a cannibal, but because the smell of formaldehyde increases their appetite. Now, uh, Andrew, what say you about this? I mean, I find this disturbing. What do you think? Um, Every funeral I went to explains why I went to go to a buffet afterwards. Are you serious? Uh, Were you really actually hungry after seeing your dead grandma? (laughs) Each time I was like, oh, I'm starving. And we would go eat the best food. Yeah. Now, there's something to that, because, uh, you know, coming from a Haitian family where I've been through like a lot of Haitian funerals, the reception. Oh, my goodness. The food at the reception is banging. You know, you almost want to say, wow, whoever died. Why did you have to die now? Like, can you just come back to life briefly so you could taste this great fried chicken and then go back to sleep? Yes. Just wake up for 30 seconds and just take a bite of something because food's always phenomenal. Black funerals, it's always that. It's uh, it's celebration at the end of it. And you have this delicious food. Yeah. And now, you know, uh, Andrew, you're not going to catch black people uh, being one of the top 10 catches from 2021. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, this is like a list from the TSA. And I think we black people, we know that uh, we're smart enough not to uh, become easy bait for the TSA at the airport. Uh, so I'm looking at the TSA's top 10 catches from 2021. They include a meth burrito bullets inside of deodorant, a chainsaw, and a wine holder shaped like a gun. Now, Andrew, be honest. Do you think any of this has been caused by a black person? Um, You know, the thing is, now that I hear meth burrito <laughs> out loud. <laughs> yeah, which might be the name of our episode. Uh, you know what? I like that. Meth burrito wine. There's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm very confused for this individual. I just want to know, where was he going and how was he going to get the bullets out of the deodorant and into the gun and die? I don't know, man. You know what? I'd like to think that this guy was like a a guy that was planning to hijack the plane. And he said, you know what? If I'm going to go out swinging, I'm going to go out swinging, baby. Right? Okay. I can see that. I can see that. The mess burrito starts it all. Absolutely. By the way, that joke I just made, uh, it's a good thing I didn't make that on September 11, 2001. So there you go. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, let, we move on. Um, what? Where, where am I, Andrew? Oh, by the way, I did write down meth burrito wine on our show, Doc, because I want to remember that as a possible great show name idea, you know? You know what? I, it rings. It rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
farts coming out of your butt. They ring, too. A new survey in England asked people to name embarrassing symptoms they've never tell their doctor about. One, the one that got the most votes was excessive flatulence. Now, this is funny, Andrew, because I just told you before the show that I have been farting like a engine that just goes on 24-7 uh, because, you know, I have, I have anxiety and I, I've been eating this uh, frozen pizza that my girlfriend's best friend made the other day. So when you have the anxiety uh, compared with the or combined with the frozen pizza, of course, you're going to have uh, farts like, uh, I don't know, uh, there, like there are numbers. Like, you know, how one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's how my farts range, you know? The lower the number, the lower the fart. The higher the number, the more silent and deadly the fart. Oh, so your farts have the scale of, like, tornado disasters. Yes! Yes. This is interesting. Mm-mm-mm. That alert that you see on television uh, related to the weather, it's not an actual tornado. It's just the tornado that's coming out of my ass. It, now, big question. Do you alert people when it's, like, a 9 or a 10, or do they just have to find out on their own? They have to find out on their own because what is a fart if it's not surprising? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see. Silent but deadly sneakies. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, Andrew, uh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry because according to a recent survey, uh, your face is so ugly if you're not wearing a face mask. <laughs> that's, that's what it's telling me. Literally, they, they say that uh, men and women are more attractive if we wear a face mask because like a mask directs more attention to the eyes and the mask feels more safe and reassuring. Literally, I'm looking at this study, Andrew, and it's telling me, wow, uh, if I'm wearing a mask, that's the only way I'm going to be beautiful. Okay, so this is a study from Big Mask. They're trying to take over the world. Ooh. They've got a plan. I don't know what it is. Now, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no I was gonna, I was going to ask about Big Mask because it sounds like one of them like conspiracy theory uh, groups thing, like uh, like Q and on or Proud Boys or whatever. Yes, the, you know what? That's what it is. It's Big Mask. <laughs> Big Mask. They're out there. They want people to just cover their faces. They're like everybody deserves to be beautiful. And I agree with everybody deserving to be beautiful. But truly, I find some people very attractive with their mask on. Like, it's, they're hot. I've run into some hot mask-wearing people. Wow. Now, uh, I mean, do you propose things to happen while they have their mask on? Or do you prefer to, them to have their mask off once uh, we get to the dirty business? I've had a masked hookup and it was pretty fun. Nice. So, you know, I could see it happening again. Some people's N95s, they really get me going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like criminals hooking up after they uh, robbed a grocery store. Just think of it like that. Oh, yes. It's like, we know what we're doing. There's risk. And I can't see your face, so I don't know who you are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so if you decide to, like, sue me for sexual harassment, you don't know what I look like. So there you go. Oh. <laughs> all righty so this teacher in kentucky is blowing up on tiktok by the way you can follow us on tiktok at anything show francois and i'm not a woman but i'd like to think that this teacher is doing a bad thing by doing her hair and makeup at night instead of in the morning andrew so she has to wake up early for school she's not a morning person so she's like hey let me just do everything uh on my face uh, before i go to bed so that when i get up in the morning it's all ready to go but i'd like to think that with like all those smooshing and rolling around on the pillow that she's doing to her face and you know the the contact that the makeup could have with her eyes and her mouth as a result of that i'd like to think that's like terrible for her skin right it's that oily morning sheen she's got that 
glow of caked on skin. Yeah. Can you imagine waking up and your eyelash is in your mouth? That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for some people, that just sounds like a like a drunk night uh, in Miami. But uh, for in this teacher's case, it's just it's literally it's literally just her nightly bedroom routine. Well, I hope she enjoys it. I hope her face is okay because that sounds really scary. Yeah, I think so. And you know what's also scary? The fact that there's a judge that actually exists who is this inhumane. I was I was hearing about this judge outside Detroit, Andrew, who was catching some heat online after threatening to throw a cancer patient in jail all because he has not been keeping up with his yard work. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's too busy having cancer to uh to to you know worry about his uh big afro of a of a lawn i saw and he's 72 years old jesus 72 year old cancer patient and you're like hey you're bad for not cleaning your lawn let's throw you away what yeah yeah i don't know man i i honestly i don't know what to say other than um uh, the the uh, who what, what is your name what is your name uh mr vanderton I, I totally forgot your name <laughs> AJ. <laughs> AJ? Okay, AJ, AJ, AJ. Okay, okay. So this is <laughs> this is a cue that I'm not getting enough sleep, according to our last headline here. Did you know that if you immediately forget somebody's name, chances are you're not getting the sleep that you need to get? Now, usually they say it happens when you meet someone new and immediately forget their name, but, you know, just, just for sh- shits and giggles, because even though we know each other this long, Andrew, um, I'm not going to remember who you are. It's understandable. It's under. I forget every name of every face I meet right when I meet them. It is the worst thing in the world. Now, is it because like you're so busy, you got a lot on your mind, and you don't even have time to be a human and and know who people are? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It'll literally be in the same conversation. I've had people walk up to me, introduce themselves, and by the time we're saying goodbye, I'm like, "What was their name?" Yeah. 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 You know what? I can think of (laughs) I can think of uh, some kids uh, belonging to a friend of mine who I've seen several times, several billion times. They actually listen to the show. They follow us on TikTok at Anything Show Francois, Andrew. And uh, probably because they're twins, I still cannot remember for the life of me which one is which. And and, and they're big fans of the show. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be hard. Yeah. That's got to be so hard. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Uh, you know, celebrity names, I'm good with, but not not actual human being names that, that matter more. So <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I, I, I feel bad about that. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's scientific studies like these that remind me uh, why it's good to uh, really just dive deep into science. And, you know, I got to thank uh, one of our uh, good pals, Mel Science, M-E-L Science, for sponsoring this episode of the Anything Show with John Francois, uh, have you taken a look at MelScience.com, Andrew? Yes, I am very excited about it. This is something I do with my nephews already. We like to do little science projects together. So this service seems quite amazing for what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is the simple way how Mel works. So you go to MelScience.com, you choose a course or start with a mix from like, and it starts, you know, prices start at like $25.90 per month. And then what happens is you can get a new science kit monthly with your subscription. So you'll receive a science box with like one to five hands-on projects delivered to your door every month. Then uh, you gain access to like VR and AR lessons and live lessons with professional science teachers 
and there's no commitment. That's the great thing. So if you don't like it, you can cancel, switch to another course at any time if you want to try something else on the Mel Science website. 100% money back guarantee if you are just completely dissatisfied with Mel Science in general. Mel Science is there to break the stereotype that science is boring, difficult, and only for certain types of people like, you know, smart people. Andrew, I know you're a big fan of science. I love science. Yeah. And uh, this uh, Mel Science uh, at MelScience.com, I mean, you know, all the serious science, it's going to be accessible, interesting, cool. Uh, We all know that science is all about exploration, experiments, discovery, asking questions, which comes naturally to all children. Now, I I dispute the fact that this is only for children. I think adults like you and I, Andrew, could uh, benefit from this, especially me, since I barely paid attention to science other than Bill Nye, the science guy on PBS. We are going to order kids. I'm ordering kids. I want one. I want to see what it's all about. It looks amazing. I would love to do some Frankenstein stuff Absolutely. in my apartment. Ah, and you know what? Can I be the? Can I be your Frankenstein victim? Can you like poke needles through me, Andrew? Anytime. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, MelScience.com. They help ch- nurture children or, you know, adults who are childlike at heart, like me and Andrew. It really uh, helps accentuate our natural interest in science by giving us fun, hands on experiments to engage, serious, detailed explanations to learn. Uh, so, you know, what you what you need to do if you really want to get in on this. And just because I told you about it, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a 50 percent discount. All thanks to to our friends at melscience.com. All you got to do is put in the name John, J-O-N. You got that, Andrew? I mean, I know you're a co-host of mine, but that doesn't mean this is a conflict of interest. Type in John, J-O-N, at melscience.com, and you'll get a 50% discount on your subscription. Doing it. Yes. M-E-L-S science.com <laughs> yeah yeah y'all know how to spell science if you don't know how to spell science then you have no business being on melscience.com okay all right that's a look at your headlines y'all if you have a headline you want to share with me and andrew facebook.com slash the anything show instagram and tiktok at anything show francois oh john francois here with andrew Vandertunt, and we are here to let you know that a great show comes up for you later on with my good friend Alyssa Kobe Nuss. Uh, me, Andrew, and Alyssa talk about Alyssa spreading COVID throughout her family like an inconsiderate bum. I kid. Uh, Alyssa also has some bougie hot chocolate that she wants to share with us. And also, I'll be talking to Elodie Young, the uh, hot rising star of the new Fox action drama, The Cleaning Lady. Uh, in the meantime, Andrew, I don't know, do we have to take a sponsor break or can we keep going? I don't know. What do you think? I think you actually, you know what? No, 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 no. You know what, Andrew? You, uh, Andrew, I love you, but you're wrong. The, the script says we have to do a sponsor break because I totally forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, let's acknowledge our sponsors for just a brief moment. Uh, first, maybe you remember, guys, that a while ago you've been hearing an ad on the Anything show about Foxhound LLC and their uh, wonderful short stories called How to See a man about a dog. Now, Foxhound LLC, they're excited to announce that Samuel Knox's cult classic, How to See a Man About a Dog, is getting a deluxe hardcover edition later this year, complete with new stories and original artwork. Andrew, round of applause! Yay! Yay! Woohoo! Woohoo! So, uh, shouts out to Foxhound, shouts out to How to See a Man About a Dog. I did get a copy from them. It is a great series of short stories. It'll really, really, really get you interested. And uh, thank you so much, y'all, for sponsoring, because without you, me and Andrew would be on the street begging for hash brown. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh my gosh. And those are so hard to get. They are. They are honestly because of damn capitalism, you know, capitalism makes it hard for anybody to get hash brown these days. I know. Let the hash browns come to the people. They need them. <laughs> Absolutely. All righty, y'all. Uh, we'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is The Anything Show. This week's episode was brought to you by Art Legends in History podcast. If you want to learn history like what was pop art, who was Andy Warhol, and why did that guy paint a can of soup, this is the show for you. You can find Art Legends in History wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mermaid and the Lion is a story about one couple's journey to creating a lasting love. Take a listen. Gaza, I think I'm ready. Ready for what? Dinner? Me too. No, I am kind of hungry, but not for food. I'm ready for us to go to the next level physically. What about the whole marriage thing? I didn't say anything about marriage. Then hell no. I'm not going there with you, Kimura. I'm not going to be that guy. Hey, all right, we're back, y'all. Anything show. John Francois here with Andrew Vandertunt. Uh, time for some celebrity gossip. All righty, Andrew. Um, Jeremy Renner, he shocked me. <laughs> uh, I kid you not. Jeremy Renner said he taught girls how to put tampons in, and he said he even learned Lamaze from his mom to help with the birth of his sister. He said, quote, I'm a badass dude because I, I was raised by badass women. Um, Andrew, I, look, I, I, I think you have a positive opinion about this. I think of this as a creepy older guy teaching little girls how to put tampons on. I just couldn't help it. I'm sorry. I, you know, at first reading it, I could see why you would, anyone would feel that way. And then I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? He helped learn things for childbirth and childbirth is scary it is like, oh my, another person comes out of you. This is the scariest thing. So he knows how to do something for that. And then he can teach someone how to use a tampon if they're like in an emergency. <laughs> I guess. So uh, <laughs> word to mind, and preferably if you're an adult woman, if you are out of tampons and you say have a uh, red alert uh, in your pants uh, while you are in, say, a subway bathroom, then uh, Jeremy Renner is just right around the corner waiting to go with his sack of tampons. He's, he, you know what? That's a public service. Yeah. Do it, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> you know what's not a public service? Uh, Kanye West. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm sick of Kanye West right now. Uh, he's now being investigated for allegedly punching a guy outside a club called the Soho Warehouse in L.A., uh, and I just look at these stories and I'm like, you know what, Kanye, if you are trying to get Kim Kardashian back, of course, this is the great way to do it. He is acting out and doing whatever he wants. This kind of sounds like the cover that would be at a place called the Soho Warehouse. Mm. I feel like you just have to get punched in the face by somebody to go in there. Yeah, I don't know. And, and I think Kanye would be the last person I'd want to be punched by because he's a very unpredictable man. You never know what could happen with him. So. <gasps> oh no, punch me. Dislocate a bone somewhere. I am suing you for everything. Oh, oh so you want it to happen. You know, okay, here's the here's the strange thing because I know you Andrew and I know you're very out there sexual fetishes. I almost thought you were going to be like turned on by Kanye punching you, but no, you just want to make money from it. <laughs> uh, yes, if it was any other man, maybe it could be attractive. Like this Kanye no not so much for me. But that bank account, and look, I'm going to say I'm in emotional distress. I can't work anymore. Yep. Everything. 
Understandable. You know, um, celebrities. Apparently, celebrities are getting criticized for possibly contributing to childhood obesity. This new study, Andrew, says that about 90% of celebrity posts regarding food and beverages feature unhealthy choices. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Celebrities are not responsible for uh, the way kids eat. Uh, I think that goes to the parents. What do you think? 100% agree. Teach your children how to eat. They're going to eat right. The thing to remember, these celebrities are typically doing an advertisement for a company. So health is not the concern. Yeah, they're making money as we ought to do in America. And it's up to you parents whether you let your kids uh, get exposed to that or not. So be better parents. That's what we're telling you right now. All righty. It's so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, it's funny, Andrew. Uh, so we, you know, now we're recording our uh, Anything shows on Sundays. And uh, let's see, we recorded like last Sunday afternoon, the first show of 2022. Later on that night, I just got the breaking news on my phone that Bob Saget had passed away. Of course, uh, well known as Danny Tanner from the sitcom Full House. And of course, he was the original host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Now, uh, I, I'm, I'm hearing so many good things about Bob Saget that I feel like there has to be something terrible about him that we're hiding. Because now, the latest great thing about Bob Saget is his support for the Scler- Scleroderma Research Foundation uh, that went beyond just fundraising because he actually befriended a nine-year-old girl who has scleroderma, and he has stayed in touch with her and her family until his death. So, you know, anybody who thinks of Bob Saget as like, oh, yeah, he's just a comedian. He's like a dirty comedian outside of Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos. That's it. No, apparently he had the biggest heart ever, Andrew. I He did. All I could do was just happily read that, that he's done something so amazing. I'm afraid that there's going to be something bad that comes out, too. But right now, I'm really hoping it's just like Mr. Rogers. There's only good there. Yeah. And speaking of something bad coming out, how about hot sauce coming out of your vagina? Let's talk about that, Andrew. (laughs) So, uh, you know, this next story, Instagram model. uh, Apparently, she comes out with a story that she uh, had sex with Drake. And afterward, he secretly emptied a hot sauce pocket into the used condom so she could not use it to get herself pregnant. She tried to do just that, and it did not go well for her. Yeah, I'm assuming, you know, quite a burning feeling uh, downstairs. Um, I I mean, what drew my attention, uh, Andrew, is that a a great way to uh, destroy the birthing effect of sperm is to put hot sauce on it. Did you know that? That doesn't work. (laughs) Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Do you know by firsthand experience? Have you tried it yourself? I haven't tried it myself. I just know from work. It doesn't work. Now, uh, because you are a guy that works in the medical field, can you explain why it doesn't work? So sperm and the actual ejaculate itself, it has a protective barrier that's supposed to defend it against acidic surfaces like inside of the vagina where be at. That's how it travels safely to get up to the fallopian tubes. So hot sauce, it may dilute it. It may make it a very uncomfortable thing to take inside of you, but it may not kill the sperm either. Mm. So it's not a foolproof plan. So please don't just go do that. And there's just a lot here. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, to add on to it, now that you've disputed this whole hot sauce kills sperm thing, uh, Drake may have a child on the way. You never know. You never know. I mean, this woman has a burning vagina and on top of the burning vagina, she's going to have to push that baby out. It's very true. She has a full-on fiery inside pink part, and I am sorry for that. <laughs> That's just a whew. 
I, I am hurting for you, yeah. but I'm not hurting with you because you deserved it. Why would you do that? Who does that? Well, who does that? I, uh, it's the so, worst thing ever. Someone who wants 15 minutes of fame. And as Drake brilliantly put it in his Instagram post in response to this, hey, you can have your 15 minutes of fame. I'll have the other 23 hours and 45 minutes. So he kind of you know did a mic drop on that. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Well, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, uh, she is in the headlines because, you know, obviously Britney Spears, she recently got released from her conservatorship. And Jamie, I, I guess Jamie's money is running out because now she's just like everywhere responding to many of Britney's japs against her family on Good Morning America. Literally, Andrew, I did not listen to anything Jamie said because I was so focused on her nose. If you see the interview on Good Morning America, and if you know Jamie Lynn Spears as I do, because as someone who uh, grew up watching Nickelodeon, I'm familiar with her from like all that and Zoe 101, and she looked normal. You know, she looked very much like her, her sister Britney Spears, and she looked fine. And then you look at this uh, interview that I see on Good Morning America, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, it, it looks like a hot air balloon replaced her nose. It's, it's insane. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I need to see the interview itself. I haven't seen the interview. Yeah. So I need to see it. But I'm not very familiar with Jamie Lynn Spears either. I only saw her in, like, media, like, pictures. I never saw her shows. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, you are like, what, 33? Yeah. Okay. So you might have been like a little bit older to, to I mean, maybe, maybe when she popped up on Nickelodeon, maybe you were past the Nickelodeon stage. Maybe, 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 maybe like early 2000s or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar with those show names. Okay. So all right. I didn't ever end up seeing them. You're not, you're, you're not familiar with all that on Nickelodeon? Oh, I love all that, but I didn't see her on all that. Oh, that, that's because she was in the newer cast, the one that everybody hated. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah, she was in like <laughs> yeah, she was in like season eight or nine of of all that. You know, the the seasons that people would prefer to forget. Yeah, so that's that's probably why you didn't catch her there. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, how about some people that you do know? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. They've gotten engaged, Andrew. Now, funny enough, I I heard this breaking news. Uh, a few nights ago in a recorded conversation that you listening will hear with me, Andrew, and my good friend Alyssa from Iowa, uh, I think uh, my girlfriend Tony walked into the bedroom where I was broadcasting from, and I think you both, because you both, you and Tony, Andrew, uh, are big fans of Machine Gun Kelly to the point where you would blow him for anything. I mean, I, I think, was it, was it you that broke the news that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox got engaged in that Zoom chat? Yes. Yes, I knew that they were engaged. So what, do you have like a Google alert for all things MGK now? Yes, I will know when that man does anything. If he <laughs> blows his nose right now, I get an alert. <laughs> did, did you get the alert that he uh, he was uh, pulling down his pants with Pete Davidson in that Instagram live thing a while ago? They did like a Calvin you Klein know, I thing. I got the alert for that. I got the alert. I knew. Nice. I knew it happened. Nice. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, your hopes uh, have been dashed. Uh, uh, Megan and Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, it's official. MGK, he's off the market. And I guess to make it official, they drank each other's blood, which sounds like a very them thing to do. I am I right on that? It's they, I knew there was those kinds of people. I just knew. 
But that means that they're open to a lot of things. If you're open to drinking blood, you're open to having like an outside partner yeah. or a thruple, <laughs> or, you know, possibly. So if that's what you're into, I support my husband very well. All right, fine. Well, you know, we, 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 we begin a marriage with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. And unfortunately, we end one with Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, which is a couple. I mean, they weren't like that publicized, but like they were still a couple that I thought was going to last because they seem fine. Uh, Jason Momoa, of course, from Game of Thrones, Aquaman, Lisa Bonet, who I think is still remembered as um, Denise Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Um, they announced in a joint statement yesterday, or the other day, actually, that they are, quote, parting ways in marriage, end quote. They've been together since 2005, which is basically like two centuries in Hollywood in terms of marriages. Uh, they share two kids together, and they also said, quote, we free each other to be who we are learning to become, end quote. Uh, what, can you decipher what that means, Andrew? Because I feel like that's just like uppity, bougie Hollywood speak. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I like... <laughs> I have no clue. I could imagine saying that to somebody at a job and instantly being fired. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. I mean, yeah. That's the, that, that's something that somebody in an interview would say to, to think that like that's going to impress the boss. But really, the boss is just like, all right, come on now, give me some regular speak. All right. <laughs> like, do you like McDonald's or you don't don't like McDonald's? Don't don't give me that fancy French restaurant crap. <laughs> you know what? I really like that. <laughs> oh, uh, what, 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 what the McDonald's and fancy French restaurant comparison? Yes, I, because that is what I, that statement gives me. I just don't know what this woman's talking about, but he is like Drago from Game of Thrones. He's married to Khaleesi, the mother of dragons, so it doesn't matter. That's the only relationship I recognize for him. Now, I, I watched like maybe the first seven episodes of Game of Thrones back in the day. Uh, my then girlfriend in Iowa basically made me watch it because she was obsessed with it. Jason Momoa plays Drago in Game of Thrones. That's his character's name. OK, OK. Yes, yes. yes making sure I, I know I'm from Aquaman, but from Game of Thrones, I can only tell you like seven episodes of what he may or may not have done. <laughs> uh, he was only around for about 10. So you didn't miss out on much. What? OK, now I'm not going to watch the show because now you spoiled it for me. John, that spoils nothing. Not for Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Like, doesn't a character like die like every episode in that show? Yeah, every two seconds. If you get up and take a drink break during the commercial, <laughs> boom, somebody's dead. It's Let's resume. Hey, recording came back. Okay, sorry. I accidentally stopped our Adobe Audition recording. Uh, let's see. We have last two headlines. Oh my goodness, the Oscars, the Academy Awards, where. Uh, Hollywood congratulates itself on the best movies of the year. Uh, they have not had a host for. Uh, ever, I think they had they haven't had a host in like four years, Andrew, and they're gonna have one this year for the first time since 2018. Ceremony, of course, hopefully Omicron does not screw this up. Ceremony is happening March 27th on ABC, and there are some interesting names that are being floated around as uh, hosts uh, for the Oscars, possibly names that I really think that like wow, this does not fit, and the Oscars are clearly trying to go for the young crowd. Uh, your your, your boo boo P Davidson uh, might be the Oscars host. I mean, I don't know. Can you imagine him being in a tux and introducing the the Academy Award for Best Picture? I don't know. I've never heard him speak. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like it'll be nice to hear his voice for the first time. Wow. You've never seen Pete Davidson on SNL, uh, on the New Year's Eve special with Miley Cyrus. You've just seen his face and you're like, oh, daddy, don't speak. You, yes. I'm just like, you know what, girl, you sit there and just you look pretty. <laughs> OK. All right. Tom Holland from Spider-Man. Uh, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home is like the biggest movie ever. Uh, he might be the Oscars host. I mean, have you seen uh, his version of Spider-Man? 
I saw his version of Spider-Man. And I mean, if he does that, I think he'd be pretty funny. Like he seems like a cool person. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see more of these guys as actors or as entertaining performers than as Oscar hosts, but uh, maybe they'll blow me away. And then uh, finally, I hear about the trio of Selena Gomez, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, they all collectively star in a show called, I believe, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, because Selena Gomez is like, I mean, she's like five compared to Steve Martin and Martin Short, who are, you know, these old comedy legends and maybe their 60s or 70s at this point. I honestly was so confused on this. I was like, okay. And so now Selena Gomez, I don't know what she's from, but I've seen her. So I know <laughs> that she has like a very bubbly and vivacious personality. And then I'm imagining Martin Short and Steve Martin. I'm like, I feel like they would just be so weird together on stage. Yeah. But well, so, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short, I assume. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I know both of them. Okay. Selena Gomez, let's see. She dated Justin Bieber uh, for a while when they were both younger. Selena Gomez started off as a Disney Channel star. She was in that show, Wizards of Waverly Place. And then she got off into a singing career. Um, but I'm looking at your face on Zoom and you still don't know what I'm talking about. No. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? The world is a better place when we don't know who Selena Gomez is. So I, I don't blame you. I do not blame you. I mean, I've seen pictures of her. She is beautiful, and I know she hosted some show I saw a long time ago, and she seemed super happy. So I think it would be fun. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. I assume you know who Sydney Portier is, Andrew. Yes. Okay. Yes, do. Oh, thank God. Uh, well, unfortunately, we did lose a Sydney Portier recently. And I mean, my God, I mean, this guy broke ground. He is the, the first black actor to win an Oscar for Best Actor. You know, speaking of our Oscar conversation. Um, and he was 94 years old, definitely lived a great life. And maybe you knew him from movies like Lilies of the Field or Raisin in the Sun, The Defiant Ones, In the Heat of the Night. And guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, he was fabulous. I've seen him in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, A Raisin in the Sun, and um, that movie where he was with the white blind girl. I think it's called A Patch of Blue or A Coat of Blue or whatever. I saw that back in college. It was great. Um, you know, there's there, there's criticism that, you know, Sidney Portier played like a sort of a non-threatening, like neutral Uncle Tom who didn't do anything about, you know, his aggressive white antagonist when he should have. Uh, sure, an argument could be made of that. However, at the same time, I mean, if he wasn't there to uh, break ground, we would not have actors today like Denzel Washington, Michael B. Jordan. The list goes on and on. Um, so I, I love Sidney Portier and I and I love him forever. I love him forever. He broke ground, and Raising the Sun is actually one of my favorite movies to just watch, just whenever I can get a chance to watch it. And a lot of his things I saw through like a theater lit class. So it made me fall in love with his acting, but his activism on top of that, knowing that not only did he take that role on to be typecasted over and over again, yep. but then he, on top of that, still broke ground to get other people in the industry yep. and also for civil rights itself. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, going to the civil rights movement, I mean, there are pictures where you see like, you know, Sidney Portier with uh, with uh, Harry Belafonte, you know, marching for civil rights back in the 60s. So uh, Sidney Portier, even though, you know, he had this perception of a sort of an Uncle Tom on screen, um, you know, behind the scenes, he, he obviously was for his people, you know, getting the same rights as uh, non people of color, you know? Mm hmm. I it's you know, it sucks to see that so many people are dying. And then you see somebody like him 
I wonder if it's just like finally he gets a chance to be at peace because he's been doing so much for so long. I guess. You know what? You may, you may have a point there. Well, uh, rest in peace, Sidney Portier, Betty White, uh, Bob Saget. My God. I mean, I think the last time I remember this many people dying at the beginning of the year, I think it must have been like, could have been like 2016, 2017, 2018, something like that. Because I do remember, you know, where, where a year began in the past. And it was like, whoa, like David Bowie and, and Natalie Cole and all these famous musicians are dying all of a sudden. What, what, the, hell, what the hell's going on? You know? Yeah, it, you know, this is the start. This is the start of the beginning of something like Skynet is about to take over or like the Internet is just going to run the rest of our lives. Something's happening. I don't know what it is, but the people that are like the good people are just like, we're out. We're leaving. Yep. Well, that's your celebrity gossip, y'all. Hi, Celebrity Gossip. Do you, do, do you have music? Do we have music? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Hi, we do have music. Hey, I put it on mute. All righty. <laughs> if you have a piece of celebrity gossip, let us know. Facebook.com slash the anything show. Instagram and TikTok at anything show Francois. No, stop it. Don't, 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 don't freeze on me. My goodness gracious. I ought to slap the ass of this celebrity gossip music. Just, just, just give it a good spanking. What do you think, Andrew? Oh, bend it right on over. Make it pay for what it's done. <laughs> uh, you're going to pay for not playing when I want you to play, baby. Alrighty, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful conversation coming up later on with my good friend Alyssa from Iowa. Uh, she uh, filled in at the last minute for a, a guest that we were supposed to have who had to drop out. So thank you, Alyssa, for doing that. Like I said, uh, from COVID within her family to uh, the Northeast Iowa school system that she works in and how, you know, they're not doing that great during the pandemic. And also the bougie hot chocolate she ends up uh, trying and also i think uh, we end up like just discussing many tv shows that we're obsessed with i think at one point andrew me and Alyssa uh, forced you to watch queer eye on netflix i have partaken in the episodes and it's fun oh i love it we got to talk more about that in another show uh but coming up right now we have my conversation with elodie young a wonderful actress who stars in the new fox action drama that's getting all the buzz the cleaning lady which i believe are monday nights at fox so we'll get to that Andrew, I will see you on the other side for our conversation with Alyssa in a few minutes. Yay. Yay! All right. Well, you know what? Um, I was looking into your background here, and uh, I I was really struck by how, like, when you were a kid, you um, were very much into karate. It seemed like that was what you were going to do. But then um, here you are. I mean, you know, you're a, a, a very a famous, talented actress. So, you know, tell me about um, that transition, you know, going from karate and, and how that led to your acting career. Uh, well, it's not quite how it led to my acting career. I was in karate like, I don't know, kids do other sports. It was just a way for me to, you know, I, I grew up in a very rough area in France. So my dad actually was uh, asking me when I was nine years old, he asked me if I wanted to do dance but, or karate. And I think he kind of like uh, seduced me in the karate world because he thought that would be a good thing for me to be able to defend myself somehow. I don't know. So this is how yeah, I got involved in this. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really, it gave me like a lot of um, 
I don't know, a lot of things for a lot of discipline, like a lot of work ethic. This is, this is these are like things that I've had uh, that I learned earlier on in my life and that I do put in my uh, in my craft, in my acting. But I was not, uh, you know, I was never going to pursue a karate as a career. I don't, I don't even know if it, this exists. Um, I was going to, I studied law at university. This is what I was going to do, actually. I, I wanted to be... A judge. I mean, I had like a few ideas, judge or a lawyer and uh, in immigration, actually. And that was something that I had in mind. Um, and then I, I just um, I started as an actress a bit randomly uh, and because I needed money and I got lucky. You know, I was just like my first job was a, a part in a series. Uh, and I lied to the casting directors because she, she asked me if I was an actress and I said yes. And I got the part and uh, eventually I did this for a few months and then I went back to my studies. So it, it came in my acting came in my life um, was, you know, I was back and forth studying law and then acting sometimes. And then I had to make to make a choice and I chose acting because it's a real passion. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like you really broke big in Hollywood with the uh, with the girl with the dragon tattoo back in 2011. I definitely remember that movie coming out and it being a big deal. Um, so what what was that like for you? You know, having that like, you know, first like big, really breakout American success and, you know, maybe how it compares to uh, your time um, acting in France. Well, I've never seen it as a big break and it never be it, it was never a big break for me. Uh, actually, it was a beautiful, a beautiful experience and first experience here in um, in uh, in America, because I, I got the opportunity to work with David Fincher, who I absolutely, absolutely, you know, adore um, and admire. Uh, so that was just um, I don't know. It just felt like it was right. Uh, just working with artists and, you know, people who are creative. This this is how I saw it. I felt that in France, uh, I was hitting a, a plateau. How would you say, you know, it was just the parts coming my way were not as interested. I, I decided to stop a very successful series that I was doing there because I was bored. I was uh, I was even boring myself with my acting. So I needed to take a break. And I, I this is how I decided to go to London and, you know, do a little course there at Lambda because I just needed to refresh, you know, and see something. And coming to the US, you know, with this movie girl with the dragon tattoo was kind of the same thing. It was just a new experience and just working with you know, different people, different a different culture, different artists. And this is what I crave. Mm, yeah. And I remember seeing you in um, the, the Netflix show Daredevil um, as yeah. the female, yeah, as, as Electra. I mean, I, that was that was just fabulous. Uh, you know, tell me about that Thank experience, because, you. you know, I was looking at that show and I was like, man, you know, I you know, Daredevil is just one of those uh, Marvel heroes that I don't hear too much about. I think like really the last time I saw it being portrayed in media was with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner back in like the early 2000s. Uh, tell me about that experience. Um, well, it was, uh, it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, although what I'm doing right now with, you know, with the cleaning lady and Tony, my character is very much what I, I like to do because it's more grounded and it's real. It feels really real to me, but uh, portraying Electra was, 
extremely fun, although I always try to make it a bit more grounded and make, make her human as opposed to a superhero because I just wanted to relate to her. And I do feel that this is, a, you know, what you have, what you have to do as an actor. You, you need to relate to your character in order to move and move and touch, you know, the audience because people need to relate. Uh, this is my view on it. But uh, it was just like a, a fun experience. I, I got to live in New York for two years and uh, work on rooftops uh, at nighttime and do crazy stunts. Uh, working with Charlie Cox was a, a blast. He's just, he was just a wonderful partner to work with. Um, and, you know, portraying this sulky, seductive, kind of uh, twisted uh, character was just you, you don't get to do this every day so it was just a lot of fun really yeah yeah and of course we go uh, uh to the present day as you mentioned you're you're currently starring in the fox show the cleaning lady i, I love this premise can you can you tell us uh what is it about and and who your character is yeah so we're following tony de la rosa she's um she's a she's a surgeon she comes she lives in the philippines and uh she's cambodian she comes to the U.S. because, unfortunately, her son suffers from an immune disorder. And the only way she can uh, save him is to get a bone marrow transplant. So when they arrive to the U.S. Uh, in the hope of having this trans transplant done, the donor, the bone marrow donor backs out. And um, she then decides to overstay her visa and become uh, undocumented because she, it's the only way she potentially can find a cure for her son, because in the Philippines, she, she can't have it. Um, so she's here with a dying son, undocumented. She takes a job as a cleaning lady, because that's what her sister-in-law, Fiona, does. Uh, and one night she's sent on a job, and she witnesses a murder committed by the mob. And in order to save her life, she offers uh, to, to, to clean the, the crime scene. And uh, this is how she gets involved in, in the crime scene uh, in Vegas as well. And then she has to navigate all of that, you know, being undocumented in the US, trying to find a cure for her son, and then, you know, trying to dodge the, 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 the bad guys as well. And uh, the, the FBI comes and tries to, you know, to get her as well. It's, it's a mess. It's it's a real it's really hard for Tony. It's kind of a a really bad ride that she's on. <laughs> I love it, and uh, we are recording this on Tuesday the fourth. I know the show premiered on Fox uh, last night on the third. Uh, how has the the response to the show been so far after the premiere of the first episode? Look, I just woke up like it's five thirty in the morning. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know if these guys at Fox are are awake. But I am talking about it and very proud and happy. Look, I'm just excited. It's been such a wonderful experience. To me, I mean, the result, I would love for it to like work and I would love for people to love the show as much as I've loved it. But uh, I also take it for what it was, which was, you know, I had the opportunity to portray an extremely uh, fascinating, you know, woman. Uh, and I had the opportunity to work with wonderful actors and uh, I loved partnering with my showrunner as well. She's, you know, it was just a, such a creative crew and a team that um, I take it, I, you know, I take it for what it was and I am just grateful for that. 
Awesome. But really? I hope it's going to work, though. I really hope it's going to work. I, I think it will. I think it will. It, it, I mean, from, from what I've seen, it's <laughs> a fabulous show. Before you go, Elodie, uh, can, can we yeah. just uh, find out how we can follow you on social media? Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram, and it's my name with, like, weird dots between my, my each letters because I could not find a way to just write my name normally. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> the best at <laughs> at, at uh, social media so forgive me sometimes if I you know I post something and I'm like oh no what have I posted and I deleted and I you know I, sometimes I just like ah oh, it's just a little hard but I'm getting way better at it and because uh, I just wanted to you know to reach out people for them to know that the show's coming out and you look look it's been I'm so proud of it it's the first time I'm that proud of something I, I'm, I'm doing so uh yeah follow me on Instagram and we'll have a uh, exchange of I don't know how you say like DPDM D- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I'm on Instagram <laughs> yeah well I'm on Instagram and TikTok uh, at anything yeah. show so I will definitely follow you right now LD Young. Well, I'll follow you as well awesome all right thank you so much I appreciate your time thank you have a good one So, how it has everything been, Alyssa? It's been like, uh, uh, like when were you last on the show? You were on the show before. No, you were on the show when you were pregnant. You didn't even have Clara yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a, only a month into the shutdown. So almost two years. Well, a, a month after the shutdown, or a month before the shutdown? So a month like into it. Oh. It was like Ew. April. It was April of 2020. Jesus Christ. What the hell? Why, why, is it, why has it been so long? You know, I don't know, John. I don't know. You, you tell know me. what? I know why. You're, 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 a, you're a busy mom and guidance counselor. You just don't have time for anybody anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> um, it's a school counselor, okay? Oh, wait. So... Wait, what, what, what did you say, Andrew? I said, I like that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what does it say? Right it says, Iowa, need, Iowa needs school counselors. Is that what it says? Yeah. Nice. Nice. John, do you right. remember? Well, I guess, you, like, wait, wait, what? I was going to say, do you remember when you were living in Iowa, like the store Raygun? The store, say Raygun. Raygun. R-A-Y-G-U-N. Mm-hmm. They no, make a lot where? of like they make a lot. It's out of Des Moines, but they make a lot of like political type shirts like this. <laughs> so a lot of times they'd be ones like making fun of our really Republican um, legislators. <laughs> and that, so that link that I sent you yesterday, the headline from Iowa, that was Reagan coming out with a new shirt that said sinister teachers because of what that um, Republican legislator said yesterday or Monday. Yeah. They called all of us teachers sinister because we have these sinister agendas. (laughs) You're take over the world. Yep. All right. So, 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 so let's, uh, let's try to make sense of that. Why, are you guys referred to as sinister people with liberal agendas? Are, is this legislator basically saying F all teachers, they're, they're trying to manipulate our students and we shouldn't like have students go to school anymore? 
Well, okay. So he made a clarifying statement today, I think, where it was like, I didn't mean all teachers, but it is clear that some of our educators in public Iowa schools are trying to, um, what was it? I can't remember the full quote, but he's basically saying that we are um, exposing our children to um, obscene material. Like what? Because uh, I, I was just sharing with uh, Tony, my girlfriend, that this whole idea of, you know, books probably being banned in Iowa. Um, I thought that wasn't a thing anymore. Apparently it is. Like what kind of material, what kind of books are um, going to pop so Basically any books that have to do with like LGBTQ stuff or race. All right. So Andrew, don't go to Iowa anytime soon. <laughs> Stay away now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 They're like, so they're saying that we're um, encouraging um, pedophilia and incest and other stuff by teaching what you know i don't know i don't know what they think we're trying to teach okay. I've, heard in, I've heard in some states there's some parent because you know there's a lot of pushback against critical race theory in schools and actually iowa now now, I, I, which which brings me to this. Uh, explain what critical race theory is, because I mean, I feel like I, as a black guy, should know, but I don't know. Is it just talking about you know racism and how we can solve it? Yeah, I mean, it's basically talking about you know um, systemic racism. How like there's you know all these systems in our society that um, have like you know set more boundaries up for people of color and how um, like it kind of shows how we have like white privilege, like the different types of privilege people have. Um, and so I don't think the people that are against it really understand what critical race theory, but there is a law like in Iowa that we cannot teach anything that implies that the United States of America or Iowa is inherently racist or sexist. <laughs> like that's a law and I Iowa's teachers can't teach it anything related to racism. Uh, yeah. Damn. So when you hear that, Andrew, what are your thoughts? Well, America has never had a racism problem. It's <laughs> here. I really don't know what you're referencing when you say that. So as an American, I believe that everybody is free. But truthfully speaking, it's bullshit. I don't like that critical race theory has been turned into a term that's meant to be politicized or attacking somebody for just wanting to understand the inherent biases that exist in our society. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, this is what our history has defined. It's no longer his story or written by the person who was the winner. It's just addressing the truth that's here. And if we can't even address the truth that has occurred and is not actually happening right in front of you, when I say that, at least to my knowledge, there are no Black people picking cotton and putting it into a cotton gin right now. But for us to actually have that conversation so we know where life started for some people, it would be very yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This just seems like a, a case of, you know, Iowa being a very white state. I think there are just uh, some people in that uh, 
white blob of marshmallow goodiness that just doesn't like to uh, acknowledge the fact that, hey, may, maybe your ancestors fucked up. Maybe we make, made mistakes as Americans in the past and maybe we can okay. learn from them and learn how to do better. I think uh, there seems to be a very unhealthy uh, thing of denial happening by saying, eh, we're not going to talk about critical race theory. So, yeah. you know. And it's funny because, you know, I hear a lot of times that from conservatives about the those liberal snowflakes get offended by everything, but yet here they are, they're like so afraid of their children feeling guilty for what their ancestors did or for having any sort of privilege when, you know, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And my husband's school, actually, the school board passed a policy too about teachers not being able to say or do anything that the school that would represent the school in a negative way and uh -huh. it came from a parent getting upset that a teacher had a pride flag in her classroom wow wow well uh what a way to start the conversation here i guess uh, for anybody listening who might be confused let's just provide some context Alyssa, a good friend of mine from the state of iowa where i used to live and work and uh i always get this confused you are a guidance counselor not a teacher within the north now are you in northeast iowa you're in northeast iowa yeah yeah okay. you lived in northeast iowa <laughs> No, 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 but 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 okay. So I I was in the town of Decorah, and you were in. Are you still in West Union, or are you somewhere else? Yeah. Isn't West Union like thirty minutes away? Isn't it like a different county in Iowa than Decorah? Well, yeah, but that's still Northeast Iowa. <laughs> okay, okay. So Alyssa is part of the Northeast Iowa school system as a guidance counselor. She is uh, helping the children uh, become, I guess. Uh, uh, liberal uh, pedophilia snowflakes, whatever the Republicans want to, to say they are. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, she's she's doing good work. And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, she said she was last on the show back in April 2020 when she was pregnant. And now uh, since then, she has a child named Clara. Now, to me, Clara is still like a two month old baby. But I'm pretty sure at this point, your daughter, Clara, is one, two. She's 18 months right in the middle. Okay, so uh, I feel like you are uh, juggling a lot and you seem to be doing it in a very wonderful way. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Alyssa is dealing with being a, still a fairly new mother in the age of COVID, especially as the Omicron variant is, uh, you know, making things screwed up. And also, you know, you're, a, you're, you're, you're part of the school system. And I believe you said that, you know, teachers uh we're, we're not getting enough of them so what yes, what is I mean, it like what, what is it like for you there well i think we've all kind of heard about um staff shortages like everywhere they what did they call this the <laughs> the great um resignation, resignation. yeah well yeah. it's even more so in education and it's not just because of covid because of all the political stuff going on too um where teachers are just they're just leaving like with the stuff with the book, the pushback against certain books being taught in schools, there's been some teachers that have resigned this this past fall in Iowa because of it, because um, of those legislators kind of going after them, um, and parents too. Uh, but also, yeah, the COVID 
pandemic is still a really big issue because at least in Iowa, we are not allowed, our schools are not allowed to enforce a mask mandate. We can encourage masks, but we are not allowed as a school to say that all students and staff have to wear a mask to school. We can't. Uh, Andrew, do you know of, of any uh, mask mandates? Because uh, does, does New York City have some kind of mandate uh, that's pretty strict? If you step out your front door and don't have a mask in your hand, you better go home. <laughs> better go. You walk into a business here and you don't have a mask on, security will politely tap you on the shoulder, say, gather your things and evacuate the premises. They will not wow. let you. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so then, you know, a bunch of us are getting COVID. Um, we all of our house had COVID just this last couple months. Clara and uh, Tracy, my husband had it in November and then I got it a month later. Um, we all had mild cases, luckily. Um, both of us have been vaccinated. Uh, we both had just missed our boosters though before getting this one. So maybe if we had gotten our booster ahead a little bit earlier, maybe we could have not gotten it, but yep, we all got COVID here, um, which means I'm out of six day sick days already. No. I still have half of a school year to go, but I have no more paid sick days. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so anytime I know someone personally that has COVID, I look at them like a like like some kind of a science experiment. Like I want to like I look at you like you've been to space, like you've had sex with monkeys or whatever. Because I want to ask you all the questions. I just want to ask you like what like wh how did you feel? Like did you feel like you were gonna die at one moment? I mean, what what are the symptoms you went through? No, I mean, and it was funny because when Tracy and Clara had it the month before me, I kind of had the same reaction. I was like, you actually have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like it's almost like him. being a celebrity at this point. Like you, it, it's, yeah. it seems good because people look at you differently when you have COVID. Yeah. yeah and um, no, all three of us just had basic kind of cold symptoms. Like um, mine started with sore throat. And then I got really congested um, and then a cough. I think I had a fever one evening, but yeah, I mean, like I said, though, both of us were vaccinated. Um, so maybe we didn't get it too bad because of that, but. Yeah. How long did you have to quarantine for? Uh, well, it was 10 days. Okay. So that was, that was before they instituted like the five day rule. Yeah. That yep. we have it was now. right before they changed it. Like, after I finished my isolation time, then it was like the week next week. And then they had shortened it to five days. Um, but it's just crazy. Cause when you work at a school and you know, there isn't a mask mandate and then kids will be gone sick, but they won't get like parents won't get them tested or, you know, then they still come to school, even though they say they're, you know, they got cold symptoms, but they didn't get tested. I don't like, we can't enforce really them to get tested, to get tested. And so they're still coming to school. Yeah. Yes. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Now, Andrew, I, mean, I feel like Andrew, you can't, you either had COVID or you came into close contact with someone from COVID or some, someone from COVID, someone with COVID. I'm pretty sure that I have had COVID. 
And I'm thinking way back in the beginning of the early stages of the pandemic before there was really good testing because I got really, really sick, but I was working in a hospital at that point. So I'm sure I may have come into contact there. And honestly, every day at this point, especially with the holidays being over and kids coming back to our office for their braces, I'm pretty sure I've been exposed to COVID over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Andrew is the uh, perfect example of uh, uh, the extrovert who's smart and who uh, is very secure within himself. Because here I am thinking like, oh, you know, this this guy over here going to go party like it's 1999 on New Year's Eve. And what did you end up doing? Oh, Andrew? I stayed home and played video games. <laughs> And, oh, and, 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 we were in bed by like t- 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're all Both of you were in bed at the same time. And, and Andrew <laughs> usually parties until like seven in the morning. It was insane. I, I, I had a wilder night and I'm usually that doesn't do that stuff often. So I, I was surprised. I mean, I, I told Andrew that uh, we, we had a few friends over here at the house for New Year's Eve, you know, the same bunch of friends that we would usually hang with. Um, and you know, drinks and marijuana were passed around. And I've been told that we should not drink and smoke weed at the same time. But, you know, hey, when you want to end off 2020 with a bang, you end it off with a bang. So I ended off with uh, quite a bang into this trash can over here. I, uh, I, I, I did, some, uh, did some vomiting there. And you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, Alyssa, this is information you don't want to know, but this pre-made strawberry margarita that I bought at like, a redemption center beforehand for the party my vomit was the same color well yeah that's typically how it happens yeah <laughs> John, what and, would you... why would i vomit what no, why would you share that? a pre-made margarita oh, oh no because i <laughs> well okay because i like margaritas and i knew that nobody including me wanted to make the effort of making them. So I thought, all right, let me just buy this pre-made thing for like $9 at the store. And it gave me like a sugar headache almost immediately. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like ridiculously sweet then? Oh yeah. Ridiculously like sweet. Uh, huh? Syrupy. I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember. I mean, all I know is that I had that piece of shit and then I had the, uh, I had some other uh, the frozen, uh, the, margarita drinks that tony made and then i had like a jack daniels thing i i, I don't know about that I, all i know was that i wasn't ready to go to sleep until like 5 30 in the morning and uh and i didn't recover until like three in the afternoon on new year's day it was it was it was quite a way to bring in the the new year hey oh my god there's your cat hey your, your cat is named charles charles oh it's bert come on John. Oh. you've met bert a couple times now uh, so who had COVID first uh, in the family? So you have you, your husband, Tracy, your daughter, Clara. Do you think it was Clara because <laughs> she got it from daycare? Uh, um, like the entire, in- well, no, like half the infant room got it at her um, daycare center. And then I'm pretty sure Tracy got it from her. And then, uh, I must've got it from school. Cause it was like a month later. I I never got it from either of them, even though we weren't like trying to distance ourselves by any means. Mm. So, you know, my COVID positive daughter, you know, putting her hands in my mouth, you know, doing all the things you do when you're a toddler. (laughs) I never got it from her. I got it a month later. Yeah. 
It doesn't. And it's tricky when babies have it because I don't think babe can can babies get vaccinated at this point? No. So can't? Nope. Yeah. No, but luckily babies and kids still tend to be fairly mild cases. So she she wasn't any much sicker than us. I don't think she did she ever even have a fever? I don't think she ever had a fever even. Wow. Maybe wow. a low grade, so- like you know, ninety nine ish. So uh, since that incident, and, and how long did it take for Clara to recover from the COVID? All of us, it, we were like sick for maybe five days a week. Okay, so so you were like a collective COVID family. You guys bonded over this uh, <laughs> annoying virus. Oh yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> now who who gave Bert COVID? Did somebody give COVID to the cat? Honestly, we've we've talked about that. We feel like he had it or maybe still has some long COVID effects because he's been having these like sneezing attacks where he's like and it was like kind of runny (laughs) oh lord well uh be careful because you know Bert and I, we have a special connection. I mean, I, I, I would like to see him before he potentially gets he COVID. remember his name. <laughs> I, he seemed like a Charles. Oh, you know why? Because like Charles used to be one of the cats that we had around here before he unfortunately passed away. That's why he looks like Charles. He reminds me of Charles. Yeah. Yeah. See, John, you were at our house like right after we got him, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I made sure, uh, Andrew, I, I visited uh, them and uh, this was uh, shortly after I got Buddy for the first time, and right before I left for Vermont, uh, I I paid the the nurses a visit with Bert, and I believe Bert did not take too kindly to Buddy when he first met him. I think his hair uh, stood up crazy. Ah. Uh, yeah, his hair his hair on his back, and then his tail like fluffs out. We call it yeah. raccoon tail. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! It was it was quite a sight to see, um, Andrew. So. I, I guess speaking of like, you know, spreading COVID to people, is there someone or maybe a few people in your life could be work, could be family, could be friends, could be just people that gave you their wrong look on the street. Uh, can you think of at least one person in your mind that you would that you would like to give COVID to because you just hate them so much? That I would like to give COVID to. Yeah, yeah. That, that, well, or you just wish COVID upon. <laughs> I know this is this is awful, Alyssa. This is not the conversation that you asked for. Um, I do have somebody that I would like to wish them having a little Kovisha, maybe the Omicron variant. Yeah, because Delta is serious. The so Omicron is not as bad, but I do have a person. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say incest person. Damn it. Damn it. I mean, does this person listen to the podcast? Is that why? No, it's not that. If they listen to the podcast and they heard me say their name, fine. It's still fine. But no, I just don't want to say it because I just feel like that would actually make me feel bad if they got COVID if I spoke it out loud. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Alyssa, it seems like the entire Iowa State legislature, you want to wish COVID upon them. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Now, are they the type where they're like so ignorant about everything related to COVID, but it's not until they get COVID that they would, wouldn't be ignorant about it anymore? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of government places that are in denial of COVID will come back like, 
oh, it's fine. I had it and I only was on a ventilator for a day. It's <laughs> impossible. You can do this. Yeah. 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 Um, like unfortunately, I also, wait, what? I was gonna say, it's sad though, because like I spent, you know, about an hour this afternoon with a student who just lost her grandpa to COVID. Oh, no. Like on Monday. So yeah. It's like so that's yeah. the thing that I have, you know, I'm helping some of the kids with is losing family members now. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my former co-host Maciel lost her mom to COVID, I believe. And uh yeah, so needless to say, whenever, you know, she comes across an anti-vaxxer or somebody who doesn't believe in masking up. She, she gets uh, very sensitive about it. it. It's, it's, it's surreal. I mean, I, I unfortunately live uh, in a pretty conservative uh, area of Vermont where you have the ignorance about COVID come up every now and then <clears throat> the radio station I work at, I had a, uh, a prize winner who I had a lovely interaction with on the air, but off the air, I got to see her true colors. Cause you know, I'm asking her how she's doing and she's like, Oh, you know, it's been busy. I'm the assistant town clerk somewhere and it's busy and I, ugh, and I'm feeling sick and ugh, I just feel like crap. And I just asked her out of nowhere. I'm like, Hey, oh, okay. Did you have you taken like a COVID test just in case? You know, you never know. And of course, she's just like, no, no, I will never take one of those tests. I don't believe in that COVID crap. Believe me, it's just a virus. The, the, the Spanish flu that we had back in the day was much worse. I will never, never take that test. And I'm like, all right, that's your opinion. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't get the like fear of actually just getting tested. Like, I get, you know, get the whole vaccine thing yeah. because they're putting something in you. I mean, I don't agree with it, but why is getting a test so? Well, bad? I mean, to her, it's not even just not wanting to get tested. She just doesn't believe that COVID is a thing. She just thinks that, that it's just a bunch of uh, malarkey, as Joe Biden would say. And, um, you know, what, what are you going to do? Like, hey, yeah, 400,000 people have died from in this country. But sure, it's, it's, it's a bunch of fake malarkey. I think it's more than that even now. Oh, I thought the death toll came up to 400,000. Is it more than 400,000 by now? I feel like it was. Yeah, I, It's gotten a little bit higher because I know they haven't calculated all of the infection slash deaths that occurred from the holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a sad conversation to have. Know. You want to? Should we talk about what I'm drinking right now? Yeah, yeah. what are you drinking right now? <laughs> so, this is called sipping chocolate. So, uh, explain what that is. <laughs> it basically tastes like the richest hot chocolate you have ever had, ever. But you get you put in this little cup. <laughs> Ooh. You know, Alyssa, I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't, like, be a part of this liberal elite stereotype, but I think you're living it right now. God damn it. <laughs> no, we didn't buy this. This was a gift sent to us from our friends that live in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Oh. They sent it to us. It just came in this, like, bottle. It just looks like chocolate milk. Um, but it's from some chocolate store there. I don't know. I guess it's, is it, is this what it? the company uh legacy chocolates and so we're like "Ooh, we've never seen this before <laughs> so, so does it come in a box no well 
Did it come in a box? Oh yeah, I think it came in a box because it's a, no, it's a bottle of like chocolate milk. It looks like chocolate milk, but then it had the two little cups with it in the box. Mm. The sipping chocolate, that sounds so fancy. I know, right? It does. I need to like, you know, put out my pinky as I drink it. (laughs) Yeah. The Anything Show with John Francois on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Join us on YouTube, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, and Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Join Andrew Vandertunt on Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy wherever you get podcasts, and on Instagram and TikTok at AJ Vandertunt.